0: Larrave Guitars make some of the best acoustic guitars that fly under the radar. In today's show, I'll be sharing with you five of my absolute favorite guitars from this Stellar brand. You'll have a chance to hear each of them and I'm going to share with you a pro tip on how to procure some of these guitars at a very sweet price. Hey TAC family, welcome to episode 222 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. It's episode 222. It's the year 2022. That's a heck of a lot of twos. The Acoustic Tuesday show is designed to infuse your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. Today I'll be answering a question from a TAC family member about open tunings and the use of them over the long haul of your guitar journey. You're also gonna get a look at a very sweet key of G middle of the neck guitar lick that the TAC family is working on this week. Plus your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits you, which includes a lesson in musical humility from a flat picking legend, a new pinball machine and much, much more. But first, let's dig into the five Larravees that make my guitar geek radar light up. My love affair with Larravee guitars started in about 2005. I was going to college in downtown Chicago at Columbia College. I was working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, and since I was going to college, I was taking out student loans. And one semester I decided, well, Tony, you need to get yourself your first nice guitar. So I did as any student would do. I took out a little extra in my student loan and got myself a nice, my first all solid wood guitar. And it just so happened to be a Larrivée. And I'll tell you which model it was here in a moment because it actually occupies the number one spot in our countdown. To me, it's the best Larrivée guitar offered period. And I think you'll be surprised as to what it is. But since this is a countdown, we have to start at number five. And coming in at number five is the Larravee Triple O 50 Traditional. This guitar conjures up tones that you would get out of a guitar built in the golden era with a little bit extra. It's got a little bit of extra shine. It's got a little bit of extra brilliance to it, but it looks outstanding. It's got a pyramid bridge, all solid mahogany back and side, solid Sitka spruce top inch and three quarter nut width plays like a dream. How can I say this? Well, I tried one out at Dave's guitars in lacrosse. It was actually a used 50 traditional. This guitar, wowed me. And had it not been for Whitney, my son Aiden, my son Emerson, waiting for me, I probably would have put about three hours into this guitar right there on the showroom floor. But they were waiting for me, so I only was able to play it for about 45 minutes. And I was pretty thankful for those 45 minutes. This guitar sounds amazing. You have to hear it. So here is the Fellowship of Acoustics demoing the Larrave 50 traditional. Mm-hmm. Now, the manufacturer's suggested retail price of that O50 is about $5,400. Now that is MSRP, meaning if you go into a store, it will not cost $5,400. It'll cost a little bit less than that, but I kind of wanted to give you an idea of right around how much that O50 would cost. I forgot to mention that when I was introducing the guitar. Let's move on to number four. Coming in at number four is the Larravee OM40 Rosewood. You want to talk about value? Do you want to talk about value? Let's talk about value, shall we? This is an OM size guitar with a longer scale length, 25 and a half inches, herringbone purfling, herringbone rosette. It's an absolute beauty. The MSRP on this guitar is about $1,900. This guitar is stunning and it is packed full of value a Rosewood OM, all solid wood, and it sounds incredible. It's piano-like. In fact, we should probably listen to it. So let's kick it over to our friends at Heartbreaker Guitars and listen to the larive OM-40 Rosewood. Coming in at number three is the larive PO3. This is a parlor sized guitar. This is the smallest guitar on my list, but it packs a huge sonic punch. And the thing that's most surprising about the PO three model is how clear it is, how distinct it is from string to string. Talk about articulation. Wow. This guitar has it, but there's a catch. The price you'll find this particular guitar at the PO three model is about 1,600 bucks to 2,400 bucks. And you're thinking, Tom, that's a $1,000 swing, nearly a $1,000 swing in price. What gives? Well, the PO3, in my opinion, is the guitar with the most wide use of alternate tonewoods. I've seen this guitar offered in Rosewood, Mahogany, all mahogany. I've seen maple on this guitar. I've seen this this tone wood called bilwara. I think I said that correctly. It's a it's a rosewood esque type of tone wood. In fact, that's the exact model you're going to hear. But that accounts for the large price swing. You know, the basic mahogany model is, I believe, around sixteen hundred. But if you get to some of the more dressed up, fancy tone woods, you're going to push that twenty four hundred dollar price range. But I have to say this guitar is worth every penny. If you want a parlor guitar that speaks with a loud voice, that speaks with a clear voice, this is one that you should very much consider. Let's check out Acoustic Vibes in Arizona demoing the Larrave po 3 with Bill Wara back inside. sides. I'm pretty sure I said that right. <music> Coming in at the number two spot is actually two guitars. Two very similar guitars except for the back and side woods are different. Coming in at number two is the larive SD40 and the larive SD40R. These guitars are robust. We're talking 12 fret dreadnought, something I love simply because of Norman Blake. Yes, hearing Norman Blake play a 12 fret dreadnought will make you fall in love with 12 fret dreadnoughts. And then you'll look at various 12 fret dreadnoughts that are available on the market. And you'll think to yourself, those are super expensive, but not in the case of Larive. Now, I'm not saying these are not expensive, but in terms of 12 fret dreadnoughts that are available, these are on the lower end of the price spectrum and they pack a huge punch in terms of value, in terms of how much robust sound that they offer. And as I mentioned, we're looking at the SD40 and the SD40R. The SD40 is mahogany back and sides. The SD40R is rosewood back and sides. They're both incredible. The MSRP on these guitars floats around $1,800. A little bit more for rosewood, a little bit less for mahogany, but depending on which sound you favor, you're gonna get a screaming deal anyway because I think that price for a 12 fret dreadnought, all solid wood made with the quality that Larive Guitars offers is quite simply almost unimaginable. But you're gonna hear each of these guitars right now. First, let's listen to the SD40 demoed by Heartbreaker Guitars. Okay, you've heard the SD40, mahogany back and sides, 12 fret dreadnought, quite simply awesome. Now I want you to hear the SD40R. Same platform, a 12 fret dreadnought, but with rosewood back and sides. This demo is brought to you by our friends at The Acoustic Shop. Here we are at the number one spot. My favorite Larrave guitar, in my mind, in my experience, the best Larrave guitar offered. And it's from their recording series. These guitars aren't dressed up all that much. Coming in at number one is the Larrave L03R. This guitar is the best guitar made by Larrave. It is clear, it is balanced, it's dynamic, it handles a heavy-handed strummer, it handles a light-handed picker. It's just the best Swiss Army knife of a guitar that is available on the market today, period. I know from experience, because this is the very first nice guitar that I purchased. It was a Larrave L03R, it was beautiful. It had a bear claw Sitka spruce top, Indian rosewood back and sides, maple binding, a beautiful ebony fingerboard, inch and three quarter nut width. It was amazing. And remember how I said I took out a little bit extra in my student loans to pay for it? Well, later I sold it because I had to pay back my student loans. (laughs) So there's the story of my first larvae. And it's one that I never wish I would have let go. I actually recorded a full album with that guitar. It was my very first album, Hog's Back. And the guitar just, it records so great. It flat picks well. It, it finger picks well. As I mentioned, it handles lower tunings like a champion. It's, it, it is a true Swiss army knife of a guitar. So I want you to hear it. Let's visit our folks, uh, our friends again at Heartbreaker Guitars and listen to the larive L03R. Currently, the LO3R runs in the price range of $1,700 to $2,000. When I purchased mine back in 2005, I want to say it was maybe $1,200. Uh, that was some time ago, obviously, but um, still a stellar deal for a guitar that can really do anything you throw at it. So there's my top five Larivé guitars, the the five Larivé guitars that I've been most impressed with. Now I do have a pro tip. A lot of these guitars are already screaming deals. Um, given given the fact that they're all solid wood, they're made in the U.S. Some are made in Canada, some were made in Canada. See, Larivé started out in Canada and then they moved to Oxnard, California. So you have a lot of Californian-made uh, Larivés out there right now. In fact, that's where all the new ones are coming from. But here's the pro tip, to get an even better deal on these Larravee guitars, search the used market. Because the used market for Larravees is, is pretty amazing. It's, it's it's kind of mind-blowing actually, because you can get a screaming deal on a really nice guitar, and as long as it has been taken care of, you're gonna get a stellar guitar that, that really has been played in, it's kind of warmed up and really opened up into an even more amazing instrument. Now, I know some of you like new guitars. I I like new guitars too. You get the warranty, you get the the comfort in that you're the first owner and you can put your own dents and dings into it. I get it, but again, if you're looking for a used guitar, check out the the used market for Larravees because there are a lot of deals to be had, almost steals to be had. Okay, Uh, I do have a question for you and I wrote it down. I actually have two questions. Do you have a favorite Larravee guitar model? If you do, let me know in the comments below. And if you're brand new to Larravee guitars, this is the second question, if you're brand new to Larravee guitars, which of the five on my list struck you as a pretty darn awesome instrument? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. I can't wait to hear from you. Yes, it's time to play some guitar. It's time for the Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge. See, every weekday within TAC, we focus on one of the five essential areas of guitar improvement. On Monday, we do a technique challenge. Tuesday, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesday, an improvisation challenge. Thursday, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Friday, a chord transition challenge. It is Tuesday. It is guitar lick day. And I want to show you what the TAC fam is working on. It's a beautiful lick in the key of G, entitled Sweet Spot. Let me go ahead and show it to you, and I think you'll see why it's entitled Sweet Spot. Your Tuesday TAC guitar lick challenge is entitled Sweet Spot. In fact, all the challenges this week within TAC revolve around what I consider the sweet spot of the guitar neck in the key of G. Let me go ahead and show you where that is. I'm not gonna play the lick quite yet, but I just want you to see what I refer to as the sweet spot, and I think you'll very quickly see why I call it the sweet spot. Here's just a quick little example. I just absolutely love that spot on the guitar neck. And I just feel like it brings out this this wonderful nuance in your guitar and it's just a, I don't know, it it, it feels almost cliche but in the best possible way. So now that you know where the sweet spot is, let me show you the lick entitled sweet spot so you can kind of hear what it sounds like. It has one specific purpose which I'll share with you here in just a little bit. Here's how it sounds. Kind of a bizarre lick. I mean, how do you actually use this? As I mentioned, it has one specific purpose, and I wanna show that to you here in just a bit. But first, for those of you wanting to learn this note for note, TAC fam, please go ahead and sign in. This is your daily challenge. Once you log in, click start challenge, boom, you'll go right to the teaching video, and then after that, once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and then go ahead and click that tab icon in the lower right hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab alongside the video so you can see what you're doing, see how it's written and and hear how it sounds, and kind of have those two things right there. It's a real one-two punch of getting this lick under your fingers. Okay, how exactly do you use this? Well, the one specific uh, the one specific area where you would use it is if you find yourself playing a guitar solo, moving up the neck to, you know, the sweet spot or kind of this this 7th to 10th fret area and wondering how the hell do I get back to playing rhythm guitar after I found myself way up here? It's a nice transition that leads the listener back down the guitar neck. It also leads your fretting hand back down the guitar neck. But instead of abruptly going from something up here, having that kind of almost choppy and, and very abrupt change from this beautiful up the neck position to your standard chords, this is a way to lead the listener back down the neck and, and kind of organically segue into strumming rhythm. Let me show you an example. What I'm gonna do is play you know, the tail end of a quote unquote solo and then use this lick to go back into strumming a G chord. Here's how that would sound. <laughs> So as I mentioned, you could use this lick at the tail end of a solo in the key of G to bring the listener back down to playing general rhythm, right? It's a a way to lead the listener's ear to kind of where you're going next as a guitar player. It's a pretty fun lick. It takes a while to get it under your fingers and kind of place it in a song. But once you do, I think you'll lean on this one quite a bit because it's fun to play and it's really quite useful. Okay. Before we get back to the show, I want to talk about the 10 minute rule. I I say it all the time on the acoustic Tuesday show, 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And so often I hear 10 minutes a day is not going to make me a good guitar player. I beg to differ. It will make you a good guitar player. 10 minutes a day is all you need. And you might even be sitting there right now, shaking your head, like 10 minutes a day is all I need. I don't know. See, the thing is, is all too often guitar players, and I'm guilty of this too, we set our sights on an hour of guitar playing. Whereas uh, sometimes our schedule might not allow for that to happen. So what, what happens then? Well, we skip it all together. Instead of getting some guitar playing in, we get no guitar playing in. I would much rather you sit down for 10 minutes, and at the end of those 10 minutes, maybe you have to run to the store, maybe, maybe your schedule doesn't allow for any further guitar playing at least you got some guitar playing in. That's a win. Conversely, if you sit down for 10 minutes and you end up playing for an hour, that's also a win. So with the 10 minute rule, what you're doing is placing yourself in a win win scenario where you get guitar playing in regardless. You probably have a 10 minute window in your schedule somewhere where you can sit down and play the guitar. If you play for 10 minutes, it's a win. If you play for longer than 10 minutes, it's a win. Go ahead and try it next time you sit down and play. Think to yourself, okay, I'm gonna get a minimum of 10 minutes in. If that's all I get in, I celebrate. If I get more guitar playing in, I celebrate that as well. Back on episode 220, it was the show about five mantras to make 2022 your best year of guitar yet. There was a question asked in the comments by a TAC family member that I thought would be great to answer on the show. So here's what Dan BGT asked. He says So I have a question. I started playing guitar as a retirement endeavor at 68 years old. I've played drums since childhood, but not professionally. Shortly after starting guitar, I came across fingerstyle acoustic and open tunings, John Fahey, Jack Rose, etc. I was really attracted to open C tuning and decided to head that direction. Now, after almost three years, I have become fairly comfortable with my thumb doing one thing and my three fingers doing something else. It takes time. Lots of it. I can't play anything in standard tuning and don't intend on learning. I don't intend on ever playing guitar in a band. I believe my path has been a correct one for me. I don't have a lot of years to learn everything. I believe this is a good way for older people to get into playing guitar. Now the question. I have been in the habit of learning pieces of songs. After all this time, I can only play three tunes all the way through. I can play parts of a dozen more. Should I concentrate on learning an entire song before I move on to another one? Well, Dan, there's a lot to unpack here. First, I should say this. Open tunings are just as viable as standard tuning. If you ever wanted to play in a band, you could use alternate tunings. If you ever wanted to compose songs of your own, you could use alternate tunings. If you only want to play an open C tuning, you can only play an open C tuning. You can play any song you want in open C tuning. I assure you it's just a variation. You'd have to adapt songs to use open C tuning. But again, open tunings are just as viable as standard tunings. Yeah. They may be good at certain things that standard tuning isn't and vice versa, but it's a very viable option. And if it works for you, keep going with it. If you're having fun with open C tuning, keep going with it. And don't let anybody steer you any different. As long as you're having fun and enjoying playing the guitar, open C tuning it is. Now, on to your question Should I concentrate on learning an entire song before I move on to another one? It really depends on what your goals are. And it really depends on how much enjoyment you're getting out of the instrument. You know, I leaned on that, that uh, enjoyment factor a little bit when I was talking about open tunings, but you know, if you're enjoying finding little pieces of songs that you really enjoy and you you love to play and you don't have any interest in learning the entire song, that's okay. You know, there are no rules. There's There's no widely accepted set of rules for the guitar journey. At least I haven't found them. The only rules I've created is to have fun, be consistent, and feel that regular progress that we all want. Those are really the only rules that I apply to any guitar journey. Beyond that, it's really up to you. And I wanna equate it to one phenomenon, and this is one I really struggle with. How often do you get a book, you start reading it, and you think to yourself after chapter one, chapter two, you know what, I'm not really enjoying reading this book but you continue reading it anyway, and you're not really all that invested in it. You're not all that interested in it. That's kind of crummy, because think of all the other awesome books you could have read in that time it took you to read the book that, well, you didn't really enjoy. So if you don't wanna learn the whole song, don't. If you wanna learn just a piece and take that piece and maybe transform it into something that you like to play, that's totally fine there's no rules that say that say once you start a song you have to finish the whole thing now if your goal is to learn the entire song i would say stick with it sometimes some days are going to be easier than others but ultimately if you want to learn the whole song go for it if you don't take the piece that you love and move on you don't have to quote unquote finish that book if you don't like it i sure hope that helps dan in fact i found another comment from episode 219 And it was from Rick Rutherford that addressed open tunings and I thought it was a really good tie in. Here's what Rick had to say. Top, small, actually very big win for 2021. Goes back to earlier in the year when you did a segment on learning to play in open D I've dabbled in open tunings before, mainly open E to play slide. Never very successfully. There was something about your approach that opened my eyes and my ears. I soon was inspired to write four new tunes in open D. Better yet, I had a guitar I was struggling to find its sweet spot, its purpose. Open D was the answer. My EJ Henderson 0042 sings like a bird in Open D. So cool. Thanks, Tony, for the gift you shared with me and Trinity, which happens to be the name of his Henderson guitar. I just thought that was a really cool tie-in because, you know, Dan, you talked about open tunings and here, Rick discovered open tunings, Open D specifically, and more more, more uh, specifically, he, he discovered that this open D tuning worked really well on a certain guitar that he has. And it just goes to show that, you know, everybody's guitar journey is a little different, but the bottom line, the thing that underscores every guitar journey, the thing that I think should underscore every guitar journey is that you have fun and you feel like you are making progress and you feel fulfilled when you put that guitar down for the day. So I sure hope that helps. It's been fun to answer these questions. Actually, this is really the first time I've answered a direct question on the show, except for, you know, some maybe 100 episodes ago or so. So I wanna bring this back. If you ever have a question for me about your guitar journey, about your approach, uh, really about anything guitar related, go ahead and plop it in the comments below. I'd love to do this question and answer thing at least once on the Acoustic Tuesday show every week because, well, it helps create that dialogue between us. And something that continues to help that dialogue between us is having a look at your guitar sinals and have I got one for you. We're gonna to go to Chapel Hill, Tennessee and visit Rando. He shared his guitar sinal with us and here's what he has to say. On my left is a Yamaha FG830 that I started my acoustic journey with way back in late October, 2021. On my right is a PRS SE-A50E that I bought used because I couldn't stand to look at it in the store any longer. In front of me is a Joe Bonamassa collectible Epiphone Les Paul that is modeled after his 1959 Les Paul that he found a while back and had restored. I certainly couldn't couldn't afford a 59 Les Paul, so I bought the next best thing. I'm I'm also planning on building one or two to see how I do with the process. Awesome guitar signal rando, and I have to say, those um, those Joe Bonamassa Les Pauls are pretty stellar. I have watched a video on the whole kind of development of the model, and I thought, you know what? That's exactly what those signature models need. They need a story, and they need a purpose, and his is to kind of recreate the vibe of a 59 Les Paul without having to spend, you know, I don't know, A couple hundred thousand dollars for a true 59 Les Paul. Anyways, uh, Rando, thank you again. If you're sitting there thinking, Rando had a cool guitar signal. He's got a cool story. I want to share my guitar signal and my cool story on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Well, I want you to, and here's how. I want to propose to you a win 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 scenario. I want to feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I want to feature you and your guitar signal, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar signal shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it. You can upload your photo and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool, snazzy guitar geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. It's time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And today, well, it's just packed full of pure awesomeness. If you've ever been singing a song and forgotten the words, have I got a news story for you. It's coming up here in a little bit, but first, Sun House is releasing some new recordings. And you're thinking to yourself, Tone, Sunhouse isn't with us anymore, how can he release new recordings? Well, we have to thank Dan Auerbach for this, because he found some live recordings of Sun House, and they're going to be released on March 18, 2022. Here's the story. I'm going to read this from Rolling Stone. The title, after 60 years on a shelf, a trove of unreleased Sun House recordings are finally coming out. After sitting in a cardboard box for nearly 60 years, a collection of previously unreleased Sunhouse recordings will finally see the light of day with the arrival of Forever On My Mind on March 18, 2022 via Dan Auerbach's Easy Eye Sound. The recordings came from a November 23, 1964 performance Sunhouse gave at Wabash College in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Five months later, the blues legend cut his seminal 1965 Columbia Records album, The Legendary *Sunhouse*, House, Father of Folk Blues, which introduced him to a new, wider audience. I am so excited for this. In fact, they did a little sneaky release of one track that will be contained on Forever on My Mind, and here it is right now. I'm going to get me religion. I say I'm going to join the Baptist church. I said, I me religion. I said, I'm a John the Baptist Church. Yeah, you know I, I want to be a Baptist preacher. I saw I won't have to work. You know- okay, I've got another news story for you, and this one's amazing. If you've ever sang a song, if you've ever begun to sing a song and forgotten the lyrics, you're not alone. In fact, there's a recording of Tony Rice doing this very thing, and he handles it like a consummate professional, but he also handles it with wonderful humility. Here's how he reacted when he forgot the words to one of his own songs. Stuck with this one I'll yeah. I think Yeah let's got it. okay I got to go with a mighty roar, the big jet above the canyon stream. This, this happens in music often. And the common life on for the city. Never I've got one final news story for you, and it is musical related, but it also relates to something that I love: pinball. Yes, the folks at Stern Pinball have just released, or are in the process of releasing, a Rush pinball machine. A Rush pinball machine. I think this is ridiculously cool. Here's the quick little video promo that they shot for it. And now that you're all amped up about this pinball machine, here are some pictures of the actual pinball machine, and it looks just so cool. In my mind, in the future, I picture myself and Whitney, of course, the whole family, having a game room of sorts. And I want the Rush pinball machine. I want the Led Zeppelin pinball machine. I want the um, the Beatles pinball machine, uh, the ACDC pinball machine, the Guns N' Roses pinball machine. You're catching a theme here. Uh, if you want to learn more about that particular pinball machine, check out the folks at Stern Pinball, whom I just found out, I believe, are located in uh, Arlington Heights, Illinois, or maybe one of the North northwest suburbs of Chicago, close to where I grew up. I thought that was pretty cool and uh, something, of course, I wanted to share with you. And on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. Next week, we're gonna talk about hybrid picking. In fact, on the show, I'm gonna teach you how to hybrid pick. It's going to be super fun. If you've ever wondered how to chicken pick, if you've ever wondered how to country pick, if you've ever wondered how to use your pick and your fingers at the same time, it's all the same thing. It's hybrid picking, and you're going to learn it next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. I am so excited for that episode. I can hardly wait, but I do have to wait. I have to wait at least a week to share it with you. I want to thank you so much for joining me today, and I do want I do want to remind you of one thing, and that is this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Be nice and play guitar. Guitar geeks unite, you take care of yourself.